And we are back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Another day, another episode of the Core Report, man. Listen, it do not stop. We're going to do the news over here every day, all day, man. It's so crazy. Like I said, hey, big little fires. Today has been literally explosive. You know what I mean? I mean, personally, in my life, it's always some fires here or there to put out whenever you got a chance. But, yo, it's crazy, crazy shit happening out here in the world right now. And, man, we're going to get into all of it, man. Of course, we got to touch on the foolishness of the 45th president of the United States. He's totally out of control. The protest game is really, things are going crazy right now, man. You got to really pay attention to this. You have to pay attention to a lot of the things that are happening legislatively on the Hill, within our government bureaucracies and programs. Of course, we got the sports going crazy. International crowd. It's a few people sliding off with a couple of capers this year that uh, might make you laugh, man. It might give you a little bit of, of a concept of what's going on. And at the end of the day, you know, when we're going to end this episode with, it's just a good old stop the goddamn cap session. Because some people need to hear it. And the way I feel is, you know, if you make it towards the end of the show, if you're that kind of person that's going to listen to the rest of this show, do you deserve to let me get these motherfuckers out of the paint? Because you need to know. You down with the movement and you know what it is. Everybody else casually listen. Welcome to the Core Report. Minute 30 seconds left in it. Let's go. Bam. All right. So, uh, like I said, we can start this whole thing off with the foolishness of the 45th president of the United States. Everybody woke up this morning, I'm sure, and bear witness to one of the most ridiculous television interviews given by anyone, an elected official, much less the president of the United States. I've never seen anything more ridiculous, more idiotic. Donald Trump, for whatever goddamn reason, sat down and did an interview with Jonathan Swan of Axios TV, a, a British journalist. I don't know who else he writes for or works for. But obviously, this guy did not come to fuck around with Trump. And not only did he not come to fuck around with Trump, the cameras and their posture in the room, everything about that shit was embarrassing. This man's facial expressions when Trump came in there with these bullshit graphs, the, the flimsiness of Trump's, the whole thing was embarrassing. And it just chose to show you one of my favorite sayings, one of our favorite memes over here, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So you play the stupid game of electoral politics and you win the stupidest prize of all, which is the stupidest president that we've ever seen. It's a really stupid prize for a stupid game. So there it goes, man. And now while we're talking about this guy, it really, the most disturbing story that nobody is really discussing. Again, this was the top of stories for me. But while we're talking about how ridiculous he looks and all the idiot, idiotic things he's saying in this Axios interview, the testing program that was set up, that was established by the prior administration to deal with a pandemic and that had been set up by the Coronavirus Task Force and other people in the health organization of this administration in order to address this pandemic, the program that was set up to address these things was put off, postponed, moved to the back burner, whatever language you want to use, because at the time where it was being considered, the thinking amongst the administration was that this was only going to be problematic in 
democratic states in democratic jurisdictions and we don't have to worry about that because if they get sick and die, you know what? It'll help our base. Diabolical thinking, like evil shit, you know what I'm saying? And you know who spearheaded this initiative? Jared Kushner. Jared Kushner, who has played an integral role since the beginning of the administration's coronavirus task force um, response, since the beginning of this thing, Jared Kushner has been pulling the strings behind the scenes, and his agenda has never been based on public health. His agenda has never been based on concern for the general welfare of America. This guy is a cold-blooded businessman. He is the president's son-in-law, and he has way too much to do with shit that's way too important to us, man. This entire story, this is explosive, but like I said, nobody's going to touch on this. We're going to skip right over this, and we're going to point and laugh at the idiocy of this man's Axios interview, which is fucking ridiculous. Let me not slip on that, all right? Super ridiculous. Moving forward, though, again, among the other false claims that he makes, among the thousands of false claims that he makes, you know, weekly, but in this uh, Axios interview, he's saying that there's a vaccine and there's a push to have a vaccine ready by October, that that's a realistic timeline. I mean, again, we all know that this is cap. We all know that this is ridiculous. The the audacity in putting these kind of lies out here is what I really want people to look at and to address. Another thing that you really need to address is the fact that he is laying the groundwork and has been for quite a while to really, really and truly delegitimize this election by making it a fiasco. Because it is going to be a fiasco if one major factor does not have the top support and funding that it needs, and that is the United States Postal Service. 45 and the whole administration are refusing to help the United States Postal Service in any way. The United States Postal Service requested $70 billion. Again, we've been printing money out of the thin blue sky for since March. They told the United States Post Office for three years, almost four now, that they cannot give those people $70 billion. At the least, they were going, at the most, they were going to give them 10. The United States Postal Service said, all right, fine, let, give us the 10. That still hasn't happened. Right now, we are right up against the, the most consequential election in American history in the middle of a pandemic. And the one American institution that's been around forever since the Pony Express is now in in shape of defunding. The Postal Service has been around longer than the police. Don't get it fucked up. There have been postal services longer than there have been sheriffs. All right? Letters have got to get to where they're going to go. You know what I mean? This is just facts. There's no way. This is a, a stifling of communication. This isn't just a government bureaucracy that isn't working, that isn't running correctly. This is the stifling of communication. And y'all got to pay attention to that. Hold it as seriously as such. You know what I mean? While, while we're talking about that, five states are actually voting today. There are five states that are voting today. I believe uh, Colorado. No, it's not Colorado. It's um, Arkansas. A few other states that are voting today. Again, we'll see just what level of fiasco we have going on across this country. Because this isn't limited to urban jurisdictions. It isn't limited to rural places. It isn't limited to Native American reservations. This is going to be a countrywide 
vote suppression effort. You know what I mean? There are a lot of blue states out here, and they don't want those states to keep keep going. Mitch McConnell is currently polling 17 points ahead of his Democratic challenger. And his Democratic challenger, it's an interesting uh, way that she came to be there. She was up against a true progressive in um, Booker, Devin Booker, who was running for that seat. But she outspent the dude 14 to 1. Literally, she spent $14 million to his $1 million. And, of course, she won the primary. Now that you've won the primary, you're just going to get in here and get fucking slaughtered by Mitch McConnell and the Republican machine because you're really just a Democrat in name only. You're not coming out here appealing to the Democratic base and getting people behind you to vote for you. You just want to be the person who said that they challenged Mitch McConnell. So maybe one day you can eat good on that fact. The game is the game, y'all. Like, we know the game. We see how that works. None of it is really moving to me. It's it's very disingenuous. And again, I, that's how I feel about electoral politics in general. So corrupting it further with a mismanaged United States Postal Service, I, I'm not going to front. I don't trust a lot of this shit either. I know that this is going to be mismanaged. This is going to be poorly handled. I'm sure of it. I'm 100% certain of it. So however this entire thing plays out, what we do have to do is just be aware that there's some shit in the game. I mean, I read somewhere recently that African-Americans were planning, and this is true because I'm planning it too, planning to go out and vote in person any fucking way, regardless of, you know, this whole entire mail-in absentee ballot situation. We're going to go vote in person anyway because that's the only way you can at least feel sure that you voted and that your vote counted. You know what I mean? That's why people in America aren't kicking down the doors to vote. There is not a problem with voter fraud or over-representation of voters in America. That's just not the case. Every time we have an election, fewer and fewer people come out, as a matter of fact. Since Obama, Obama was a peak. Ever since then, it goes down and down, including his second term. Again, these are all very simple observations that anybody who's paying attention can make. If you're able to draw intelligent conclusions, then you would do intelligent things. So, like I said, taking that information, please do yourself a favor and hit up state representative, state delegate Nick Charles, man. Get your Maryland uh, registration. If you're in the Washington, if you're in D.C., contact the D.C. Board of Elections, whatever state jurisdiction you're in. Contact your Board of Elections and find out what's going on, just so you can know. And if you don't know, then really, or if you do know and you feel like you can have some impact on it, volunteer your time, volunteer your services. You know what I'm saying? I'm definitely looking into that. I would love to be a part of some form of electioneering, especially being somebody that's in the press, because I'm trying to be objective anyway and follow this. But you see what happens. What you say, Rose? We have the option to vote in person. Yes, we do have the option to vote in person. So, you know, just see how that works out. So we'll see what's popping with that. Anyway, back to the streets, as the streets are always on fire. Protests. Interesting stories about protests today because the story really is, look, the story every day is that people are out in the streets protesting. Never get that fucked up. Shout out to my boy Mahadi and all the other brothers and sisters and everybody else 
that's down there at Occupy DC at BLM Plaza. They're doing their thing. They do this every day. I respect their dedication to the cause. I respect their consistency. Same thing I'm trying to model here with delivering the news. So, yo, we, we soldiers in the same struggle there. You know what I'm saying? Solidarity on that tip. So, every day, again, protests are happening. What's happening differently today or the news, should I say, in protesting, in the world of protesting, is a lot of video is hitting the streets. Like, I've said this before on this show, and I feel like the psychological, the psychic impact of seeing people that look like you brutalized over and over again is a form of violence as well. Like, I don't feel as though that's some type of way to get back at the system, because if it was CNN and Fox and all these other cat channels would not play it on continuing loops all the time. However, these are things that happen. And the more egregious the, the situation is, oftentimes the more footage there is of it. But, you know, it reaches a certain point where it's not worth seeing. So a lot of things get suppressed. LAPD in California, the Los Angeles Police Department has obtained body cam footage, or the body cam footage has been leaked, should I say, of an LAPD officer literally loading a rifle, a non-lethal rifle, pointing it at a protester's head. Definitely, it definitely wasn't at the ground, and it definitely wasn't at his lower body. Pointing it at his head and shot this person directly in the head. This man is in the hospital with skull fractures, concussions, all types of very severe symptoms based on being shot directly in the head by a quote-unquote less lethal round. And all of it's on tape. It's all on the body cam footage. And a lot of the people who were opponents of body cameras in the beginning said, and has it's been proven, that the fact and the presence of these cameras hasn't really done much to alter this behavior. People still, the, the officers still behave in aberrant manners when the body camera is on, when it's off, it does not matter because they have the confidence that the police unions and the state in general has their back. They are protected. Body cameras, exposing all of that, that only works up to a certain extent. These people are protected by the state, the apparatus of the state. They're protected by the fact that the state is about violence. So if they feel as though if violence was turned to as a solution, as long as it was perpetrated by the state, there are not going to be any consequences. And that's what body cameras show us more and more. Again, with uh, camera footage, man, there's so much body camera footage of the killing of George Floyd. The whole entire interaction that took place between Floyd and the four officers before he was killed in Minneapolis has, it's, it's been recorded and it's all being leaked bit by bit. And it just, none of it's good. I don't even really want to, you know, go into depth about it. All I can say is that, yo, they caught a black man down bad and they proceeded to put him all the way out bad. You know, I mean, that's what it looked like. Like this man was pleading, begging for his life, for his day. Looked like, oh man, like, all he really needed, the, the only thing that was missing from that conversation or the clip that I saw was, man, look, I'm just trying to go get high, man. Just let, Yo, that is literally the, the spirit of what was happening there. And they chose to take his life. Now, 
we always had this thing about perfect victims and people want to see the people that are representative of the movement be like worthy martyrs and all this, that, and the third. And these kind of things muddy the water. But what it does for me is it just shows that the brutality and the lack of humanity of the people that took his life. Like, they, there was nothing threatening or intimidating about that man at any point in time in that interaction. Yo, this dude would have damn near shined their shoes at some point in time if that was asked of him. It was, it's obvious. And, you know, again, all of this just points to the brutality of the state, and they're going to be protected. The officers who were a part of this, they know they got their back. They're not worried about it at all. Arkansas, a very similar incident happened in Arkansas. In Little Rock, police caught, were called to a supermarket for a gentleman who was accused of uh, shoplifting. At, at that point, he was, you know, confronted by the police. The whole entire interaction is on camera. There was never a point of resistance or anything like that until the point where they took him down. They took him down, threw him on the ground. He says repeatedly, I can't breathe. There's a knee on his back. Brother dies on the way to the hospital after all this, you know, rigmarole in the supermarket. All on camera. Again, all these officers have been cleared, period. It's done. It's over. Just like, I don't know if this little piece of news slid under everybody's radar, but the officers who killed and who were involved in the killing of Mike Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, right outside of St. Louis, have been cleared officially. They have been officially cleared. That's over. Case closed. So while everything is happening, again, compound interest. I know all my capitalist friends, all my friends who love money, you understand compound interest. Well, then apply compound interest to trauma. And imagine what the dividends, what the payout looks like for that. Yeah, this isn't good. It's only getting worse. You know what I'm saying? Only getting worse. Again, those officers in Arkansas were completely cleared, exonerated, you know, of killing this man on camera again. And these cameras are big, guys. Like, don't forget, don't underestimate the fact that, like, that's a new wrinkle in what we have going on here. And in my lifetime, I can remember when the camera was introduced as a part of the, the narrative when Rodney King beating was caught on tape. And people almost burned L.A. down after seeing this tape and the visceral reaction that something like that will provoke from people. So they can keep fucking around. They're going to catch something on tape. There's going to be something. There's going to be incidents. This is just a compounding of incidents, but there's going to be a boiling point. There will be a tipping point. So, you know, like I said, worldwide, this is a thing, which is also why TikTok and that whole conversation around TikTok is very important, very powerful. In Egypt, they're doing some really interesting things. They're doing some, I won't even call it interesting, very wicked things around TikTok influencers, specifically women TikTok influencers. We're going to get back to that when we talk about the international crime. But back keeping it in America for a minute, just so you also are aware, the census, yes, the census that they do every 10 years. I can remember being a kid and being just taught about, like, how the census was the most important thing in the world. You know, you got to stand up and be counted. You know, this is how we count our American citizens. And shout out to that. I think it's a very good idea. I can always remember thinking there was something pure and genuine 
and cool about the census. Uh, it's 2020. That, that's also what I thought was cool. The census happens every 10 years, like on the decade. It's 2020. This is the year of the census. A lot of people get jobs as census um, posters and, you know what I'm saying, census information takers. That's a popular, you know, job during the, the decade switch. Anyway, that's been cut short. So, yeah, if you didn't get counted, if you didn't fill out a census form or you haven't been called or your phone hasn't, uh, you know, your door hasn't been knocked on, you got about, you know, let's just say 60 days until that's a wrap. So November 30th is the end of the 2020 census, two months early. It usually ends in um, November 30th. Two months early, they're ending it. That is going to have a very dire impact on two segments of the population that they already wanted to see underrepresented or wanted to not count anyway. Of course, the first is illegal immigrants and migrants and undocumented citizens. Of course, they're, they're always going to be the last people that you reach and reach out to. And the second, of course, is just black and brown minority communities that aren't as accessible, that aren't online, that aren't in a position to, you know, be to respond to these questions. They're either underhoused or unhoused. All of these different things that are a factor. And it takes time for the census takers to get out in the community and actually really count people. We don't have that time anymore. Fuck it. There, however many people is in the country is how many people they say in the country. And to be honest, the only people that matter in the country is the people that matter in the country, and they know their names. They're not worried about all the rest of you motherfuckers. You are numbers, you are statistics, you are products on a capitalist farm. Me too. Welcome home. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. Anyway, like I said, that's the census. The FDA, keeping it back in America, warning, which is wild, this was interesting, warning of toxic hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizers that contain too much of the drug methanol or and or not enough alcohol to be effective are promulgating the marketplace. So be careful about this hand sanitizer you buy, man. Like I knew that was capped too, because I went to the gas station one time and I swear to God, I got some hand sanitizer that was straight up rubbing alcohol in a glass spray bottle, like one of them joints they used to use to put the, the smell good in your car. I was appalled. I was like, this is hand sanitizer, bro. This is this is this might be gas. I I wasn't sure, yo. Shit was scary. But, you know, early in the pandemic, we was doing anything, man. We was paying two for five for masks. 7-Eleven got hip to the game now. They just like, look, you can't even get out. If you want to buy a mask, you got to buy five. And that's going to cost $9. Like, the capitalism is crazy, bro. <laughs> and they are not playing. But anyway, the FDA has some type of inside spot, spot, uh, track on that. So, you know. Pay attention to that and, you know, buy your hand sanitizer from reputable places. But first and foremost, wash your goddamn hands. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. Soap. Order. About 10, 15 seconds. It's nothing. Under your nails. It's easy. Get into it. Anyway, moving on to sports. As I told you yesterday, the NFL is just determined to, to have this season. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Shout out to Myron Rowe, who left the NFL, left the New England Patriots, and went and got a medical degree just to tell people these exact facts and just for them to tell him. 
shut the fuck up. You're just a football player with a medical degree. <laughs> all right, guys. Hey, listen. All I know is some very smart individuals are, you know, choosing to opt out. A lot of very rich individuals are choosing to opt out and considering opting out. Von Miller, considering opting out. OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., considering opting out, man. De- um, Devin Funches, He's he. I think he's right there. If he hasn't announced yet, I think he. You know, he might soon. But either way, this whole entire NFL season, the the strategy, the 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 thoughts on having a get, having these games, and they're not going with the bubble concept. I think that's worth noting. These these are people. People are going to be traveling to football games, and. The thought of having a football game with no fans is absolutely absurd. I hope nobody's considering that. That shit is stupid. Now, you can't have a football game without fans. One. Two, if they're planning on having fans, the amount of logistic planning that's going to go into that, they haven't even begun to approach yet. So none of this seems very realistic to me. So anyway, a lot of people are opting out. I'm very proud of these guys. I see what they're doing. NFL's counters that. Here's the pressure that the NFL gives you. Yo, you guys got till Thursday. <laughs> After Thursday, you're, if you opt out, it is going to be similar to a breach of contract. It's going to be similar to you violating the terms of your agreement with whatever NFL, um, whatever NFL club you've signed with. And for players, especially in the NFL, that can and will have a devastating financial impact. There's a devastating irreparable financial impact. So a lot of people are weighing their career up against that. You know, certain cats who already got the $10 million signing bonus is like, hold that. I'm going to call at y'all on the flip side. We don't know what's going to go on, man. The NCAA is making a lot of interesting moves again. They don't know what's going on, but the Pac-12 said, look, I'm going to make it real clear for you guys. Uh, we're not fucking around. The Pac-12, which includes Sanford, Oregon, Cal, you know what I'm saying? Big-time schools in California where people are out there chilling, doing their shit, and they're playing football sometimes. But we're in Stanford learning how to you know, program shit that's going to run the world. You know what I'm saying? We're at Cal having a great time at Berkeley or USC or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Doing their thing. This is, Football is not what's going to live or die out there. Now, if the SEC say some shit like that, then we'll have something. We'll have some smoke. You know, collective bargaining. Thank you, bro. That is a very important concept that is very, very lost on a lot of athletes. And that's understandable because... One, they undereducate them, so they don't, you know, you're not allowed to be an athlete and be a nuanced scholar and understand that you're a part of a larger labor movement. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're entertainment, you're a part of a larger labor movement, and it's real. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, the NBA fumbled the bag, man. They fumbled the bag. They had an opportunity to put the put the screws to the to the owners. You know what I'm saying? And there's been lots of. Lots of instances like that, and I'm definitely going to touch on that shit at the end of this shit. There's been lots of incidences like that, and people have chosen to be irresponsible and not move in the right way. You know what I'm saying? 
People, people, yo, a lot of these kids don't pick their own ages, T. Thank you for even pointing that out. And it's interesting, too, because recently there's been a very big trend in people uh, picking agents that are minorities, like Mav Carter, you know what I'm saying? Maverick Carter's get, uh, getting this thing. I don't, I don't know if his last name is Carter, but I know Maverick is getting this thing off. I know Rock Nation is getting their thing off. I know a lot of people are choosing to sign with, you know, minority representation. And that's shaking up the paradigm a little bit, shaking up the Drew Rose house tree just a little bit. We'll see how that works out, man. Um, again, yo, the MLB, Major League Baseball, for some dumbass reason, is still trying to trot on. After they've had to suspend a whole team season, a whole team, the Miami Marlins, who I didn't know Derek Jeter had bought. You know, shout out to Jeets. The captain out there, you know, captain wanted to be in Miami and do his thing. I understand. You know what I mean? He bought the Marlins. And uh, he said, basically, you know, people weren't taking it seriously enough in uh, in Miami. People weren't taking it seriously enough in Florida for him. So they had to really get it all the way out of there. They got banned for the fucking MLB season. It's only going to be 70 games. This is a wrap. So many teams aren't traveling. So many teams aren't making their trips. You know what I mean? So if that's happening in baseball, what the hell y'all think is about to happen in football? We talking about 53 people. We talking about the amount of equipment managers, the amount of equipment that they got to move around with. I mean, there's no way on God's green earth <laughs> that we going to make this rock. But... I don't doubt the stupidity of Americans for a hot minute, yo. They will figure out a way to do some dumb shit before we figure out a way to do the correct thing. We can definitely get cops in Mayberry SWAT equipment, but, you know, doctors in Queens, PPE, relax. Relax. This is the life we live, man. This is our country, man. Shout out to America. But, yo, international crime. I had to add this to the to the deal today because it's something that I pay a lot of attention to, to be quite honest, but I just don't insert these stories into this particular broadcast a lot. But yo, international, the world is wild. And like I said yesterday on the broadcast, the reason that the world is wild because all the police officers and all the police agencies, they have the same set of rules from the same tactics. And they all come from these Israeli, these colonial um, security forces that fight insurgencies. They don't look at people as communities that they, you know, have to keep safe. They look at people as enemies and insurgents, you know what I'm saying, and combatants. And every police department across the world, yo, it don't matter. If you under the grasp of colonialism, if you trade with the United States of America, your police are getting the same kind of treatment. They're getting the same kind of um, lessons. And it's crazy, yo, you know what I'm saying? We talked about Zimbabwe and how Mugabe was considered a dictator and a, and a terrorist, and he was, you know what I'm saying? But the guy who came after him wasn't no different. He was just a capitalist terrorist. He was plugged in a little bit more with the Americans or with Europe, you know what I'm saying, or with China specifically, because that's who was rocking with Africa heavily right now, investing in Africa heavily. Why? Because they want to have a colonial footprint too. You know what I mean? These Europeans already went over here and snatched the Americas up. What are the Chinese doing? They're trying to establish a colonial footprint in Africa. Anyway, the big international story, I can't even hold it back too long. Shit blew up today. 
what 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 the fuck just happened in Lebanon today, bro? I don't know, but it was totally out of control. In Beirut, uh, they saying it was it was on a port. It was at a port, and there were twenty seven no two thousand seven hundred tons of ammonium nitrate that had been sitting on the dock for six years, according to government uh, officials, unattended. Ammonium nitrate is one of the main, one of the fundamental ingredients in, a, in explosives, in dynamite, specifically the kind of dynamite that they use for mining, the kind of dynamite that they use to blow earth, like move earth. Yo, it's really difficult to ignite, though, according to, you know, experts in the field. It's not something that a lot of things, it's, it's a chemical. So it has to be a chemical reaction for it to ignite and unleash its potential. It's not like, you know, gunpowder or something that you could just light it on fire and it goes boom. So anyway, apparently the conditions of this fire at this chemical plant on the port were just right in order to make this ammonium nitrate ignite and cause an explosion of epic proportions. At this moment, just at the time of this reporting, 78 have been reported dead. 4,000 people are reported wounded. 4,000 injuries? And 78 dead, I'm sure, I, I hate to even say it like this, but I'm sure that is just the beginning. Again, ammonium nitrate. Ammonium nitrate, which is a, I won't say it's an obscure ingredient, but it's certainly not something that we know to be flammable, ignitable, combustible in any way, shape, or form. So for it to cause this kind of explosion, which is epic, like if anybody saw it, again, that, that goes back to our international communication conversation. If it weren't for WhatsApp, if it weren't for these picture sharing, TikTok, and so on and so forth kind of apps, we wouldn't even be able to see this kind of stuff in real time. However, when it happened, yo, the only thing I can compare it to, and, you know, even though we don't talk about this much, we, we leave this in the past, but the shit was like Game of Thrones, yo. It was like when, they, when, when Cersei blew up the Sep. That's the first thing I said when I saw that explosion. I was like, oh, shit, King's Landing. I said, goddamn, they blew up King's Landing again. It was it was impressive. You know what I'm saying? It was impressive, yo. Which, hey, bro, what you say? That's the shit they had on Die <laughs> Don't drop the ammonium nitrate. Yeah, it, it sounds like some shit like that. Like some shit. I remember I, I love The Rock. Like y'all ever seen The Rock? That's a good action movie. And uh on The Rock, they uh, you know, they had this ridiculous shit that they had in little green capsules if you drop it, like Everybody blows up and catches a virus and catches on fire. It was some extreme death shit. Yo, that shit was wild in Lebanon, man. And I don't, you know, I'm not here to conspiracy theorize about this. I'm just here to present the information. I don't know what could possibly have been any motive or any, you know, motivation for this to happen. You know, I'm definitely, you know, big time thoughts and prayers with the people who lost family, lost loved ones in that particular situation. And it's just very, very crazy in 2020. It's it's a wild, wild time, guys. So uh, anyway, to get you caught up in more wild 2020 shit, yo, 
the king of Spain is the king of Spain. The king of Spain. The king of Spain is now on the run. I'm going to say that again. The king of Spain is on the run. King Juan Carlos, or I don't know, he's not currently the king. He's the former king. He's old. He's an old-ass man. Juan Carlos, king of Spain, he's on the run. He's the father of the sitting king, who is Felipe. And he had to abdicate his throne because of corruption. And now he's on the run because of corruption. How the fuck are you the king and you want to run? This is bullshit. This is in-game chess here. You know what I'm saying? Don't get me started on my chess metaphors, man. Me and my wife, we had a really great conversation in chess about pawns. You know what I'm saying? About how that whole entire situation works. However, I won't take y'all down that road right now. I'm just going to say that it's wild ridiculous that the king of Spain is on the run from Interpol because of corruption and his son, who he got the throne from because his father had to abdicate it, has uh, denounced his inheritance, has renounced his inheritance. He's given up everything basically but the throne, but the name. And it's like, yo, if y'all want it, man, go ahead and get it, man. I can't, you know, I can't stop you. This man's like 80 years old, 85, some shit, by the way, too. He's still moving and grooving. He on that Leonardo, catch me if you can. That's pretty crazy. So uh, we'll see what Interpol has for that guy. You know, I don't know. I don't know how global white supremacy works, but I'm sure it works in pretty much the same fashion. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, like I said earlier about this Egypt TikTok thing, TikTok, you know, has been at the center of a lot of news, man. And I don't know enough about TikTok to be like, yo, free TikTok. I want TikTok for everybody. Or be like, fuck TikTok. It's the devil. It's terrible. I don't know enough about it to say either one of those things. All I can say is that it seems to be very unpopular amongst authoritarian regimes. It seems to be very unpopular among those who wish to control the thoughts and actions of others. And I, you know, I, I tend to wonder why. And a lot of the people who use this medium, a lot of people do a lot of fuck shit. Yeah, a lot of corny ridiculousness. But then a lot of people do use this medium to bring light to lots of social issues, especially, especially young people. In Egypt, there have been four young ladies who are currently, you know, uh, um, jailed. Excuse, yeah, they're in jail. The young ladies in Egypt are currently jailed for doing TikToks that Egypt government says is against family ma- uh, family values. And they have a lot of very archaic laws over there that suggest that you can't do anything, especially as a woman, that goes against, you know, a core set of beliefs that is, even though it's unwritten, it's written and there's real-ass consequences for it. A young lady in Egypt who used TikTok came on the app with bruises and, and beaten up and all of that on her face because and said that she had just been gang raped. She was jailed, along with the people she accused, but she was jailed as well and accused of inciting a riot and incite and and doing saying things to endanger the public good, like whatever kind of laws they have on the books over there that make that kind of thing illegal, which sounds crazy to me because I come on this shit every day and try to incite a riot. Like, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? That seems to be 
what's what's happening in Egypt and they feel as though TikTok is the main weapon in this. So they're aggressively trying to ban this. You know, they're going through a lot of machinations to try to, you know, control it or all right outright ban it. And I just say that the youth like are very attached to that. Not only I'm not gonna say attached to that as a platform because whatever whatever goes down, whatever comes behind it is ten times stronger and ten times crazier. But I'll just say is that you don't want to exacerbate that process. You don't want to rush them out to making the next thing because you're not going to understand it because you barely understand the thing that's happening right now. Like, yo, I'm barely in the millennial group and I'm, I don't really have much of a clue about the TikTok game at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm on my way out. I'm into the, I'm about to hit old nigga streets. You know what I'm saying? The, the kids got it on smash and, if you're pretending, if you're an authority figure and you're pretending that you know more than the kids on the streets, that's your first mistake right there. That's going to be the first step to you losing your authority. Yo, you what you say, blow? Hey, they are about to purchase TikTok, but, you know, Trump gave them 45 days. We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that whole entire thing works out, man. Hey, yo, all of these things, all of these things that are happening, you know, these big little fires that are happening all over the world... There are big reasons. Yo, wasn't Big Little Lives, uh, Big Little Fires a fantastic little piece of television, too? If anybody watched that out there, man, it's a fucking great piece of television, man. Shout out to Reese Witherspoon, Kerry Washington. That, they bodied that. But anyway, a lot of I use that term to describe a lot of the fuckery that's going on out here in uh, you know, in this world we live in right now. You know, because they're a big deal. But they're little fires everywhere, man. And the appropriate way to address these things, to me, is to set back and take a unified front. Take a unified front to approaching these things and intelligently analyze what the fuck is going on and take a unified approach to solving some specifically identified problems. You know what's fucking happening right now? A lot of motherfuckers are trying to be famous or trying to build up their brand. I'm sick of that shit, man. Yo, listen, y'all niggas, the people I'm talking about know exactly who I'm talking about, and they got my phone number. They know where I'm at. They can come holler at me. Capitalism, capitalism is my enemy, and cap is my enemy. Yo, I do not like to see a continual push for, you know, um, larger platform or larger attention share being cloaked in concern for the fucking people. Look, y'all niggas was fucking creatives just a fucking month ago. You was fucking creatives in January. Now you activists? When? When did you do the reading? When did you do the education? When did you fuck... It was all just, it was just about a good time. It was about a good fucking time. Just three months ago. Now all of a sudden, niggas is Dr. Umar. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm sitting here as a guy who has been, you know, accused at times of being on the extreme end of the hotel room. And I'm like, bruh, I'm not even, I wasn't even saying anything that was outrageous. I've never even, I've never been there. However, 
because people were so unconcerned with what was happening in the community and what was happening in our justice system and in our, you know, economic transactions, all of that, because people were so unconcerned because they were all right. They was cool. They had their little spot, their little niche, you know what I'm saying? These unambitious motherfuckers, they just want to be local, local motherfuckers. Look, I'm not with that shit, yo. And I, look, I'm two seconds away. Because here's the thing. None of y'all, none of y'all have been outside like we, you know, in, 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 on my side of the fence, been outside and are still outside. Like, we do things for people that matter on a daily basis. And we don't take no pictures of it. It ain't no pictures. We, we do that. As a matter of fact, we don't even talk about it. And I'm not going to talk about it here. Because that's not the type of shit we do. The, the fact of the matter is this. Let's even really flip it on its head. We struggle. We have things we struggle with. We are dealing with issues and difficulties that everybody in America has faced or is going to face at some point in time. We don't live an insulated life over here, bro. We live real life. We got bills and shit and children and shit and fucking elders that we got to take care of and people that we got to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Community we got to look out for. Shorties that look up to us. You know what I'm saying? That ask us for shit. Jobs and shit. Eat all of that. And you motherfuckers want party with the movement. And, and and just to build yourself up, not to not to put nobody else on, to, to keep the bullshit circulating in the same circle. Like that's what happens when they talk about this black dollar shit and all of that. Niggas be talking about the black dollar, but they don't be really talking about the black community. They be talking about like their little talented tenth group of motherfuckers, and they just want to spend money with all of them because they're all selling each other the same shit. They selling each other the same dream, the same bullshit, and everybody buying. So you might as well buy it from your man, because you was going to buy it anyway. I'm not selling that shit. I'm selling reality. And I'm not trying to be popular. Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, dog, I'd rather be on the extreme end of the spectrum as a dude who just told the truth. You know what I'm saying? Just remember me there. I gathered information, and I told the truth. I'm not trying to be nobody's activist. I'm not... I'm not here to stunt like that. You know what You know what my activism is, yo? Raising my children. Loving my wife. Being a fucking... Right. Oh, man. Don't talk about these awards, man. Niggas love to print up a goddamn certificate and hand it to their man. Hand it to their man who they was just with the other day. Yo, I'm tired of that shit. I was saying that shit last year. I was saying this shit last year. And they ain't never... Don't invite me to none of that shit. Because I'm going to come in there and I'm going to tell on you niggas. All of you. Because I know you. You know what I'm saying? And that's the that's the funny part. That's when it really get funky. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all, we live in the world together, man. <laughs> we live in the world together, gang. We all out here together. We all got to do what we got to do. We all have common problems. Like, one of our individual success is not going to, uh, you know... It's not going to push you or push us to where we're trying to go. And I think that that's been indicated, that's been shown time and time again. I don't want to be a part of a cult of personality 
or anything like that. I'm not saying that we don't need leaders. We definitely need leaders. But in order to be a leader, you have to have integrity and you have to be beholden to the people. You can't be beholden to these fucking clowns. Like, yo, exact your fucking friends who who voted for you. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole fraud. It's a whole charade. Like, if you're beholden to the people, like, yo, I'm sorry, you know, you know how that go, man. Like, it ain't, it ain't a whole, it ain't no plaques for that. It ain't no, you know, it ain't gonna be a ticker tape parade or none of that, bro. You know, I, I always say this, man. I miss those men who, when I was growing up, man, who used to really look out for the shorties, man, and they just did that shit because that's what the fuck they did. Like Mr. White. Shout out to Mr. White, man. We used to call Mr. White tight white, man. He was the rec director at Lamar Riggs Rec when I was growing up, and he coached the basketball teams, the A team and the B team. Mr. White would get in his old-ass truck that he done put a little hood over the pickup and put some carpet in that bitch on the floor of the pickup and a little bench, two little benches on the side in the flatbed of a pickup truck, and Mr. White would come to every one of our houses and pick us up on Saturdays to take us to the basketball game, to play basketball. Where the niggas who do that now? All you, what you niggas want? All you niggas want parties? All you, all you want to do is come outside and and and, and wave and and take pictures with other motherfuckers? Man, how about doing some shit that matters and it's going to matter for somebody else other than yourself, man? You know what I'm saying? Because that's what this is all about, yo. This is Black August, man. Yo, like I said, all these things I've been posting, we train, we fast, we read. That's what that's what this is all about, man. So, you know, I'm not judgmental. Everybody do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Come to your peace however you do it. Activists however you want to activist. Like I said, I am a journalist, yo. I'm not going to go outside and throw no rocks at the park police. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if me and the park police are in a confrontation, trust me, it's things have escalated beyond control. Me? I'm going to go ahead and do this news. I'm going to do this research. I'm going to make sure these kids eat. I'm going to make sure all the kids that's in my orbit, that's around me, that's rocking with me, everybody that's listening to me, I'm going to make sure that we are all oriented in the same direction to attack the same problems because we all got the same problems. And that's it and that's all. Yo, it's community. It's community, dog. It don't... And listen... Like I said, I'm not advocating for a leaderless movement, okay? And I'm not certainly not holding myself up as the leader. Like, yo, I got shit to do. I got I got to take care of mad shit too. You know what I'm saying? But yo, if we can all do a little, don't nobody got to do a lot. My dad used to say that all the time. Everybody do a little, nobody has to do a lot. And here's the thing. Like I see all the views and I'm so appreciative and I appreciate all of that, the likes, the views, all of that shit. But that don't mean shit to me for real. Because listen to what the fuck we're saying here and do some of this shit. Take some of this knowledge that you have of the world and of the things that are happening day to day and just orient yourself towards asking those kind of questions. And you'll watch how your world changes just a little bit. Watch how your view of the world changes just a little bit, yo. Black August got me rocking on a high frequency right now, man. I'm back in my, I'm in my juice bag. I'm in my workout bag. I got 17 miles in the day on the bike, you know, finish Sligo Creek Trail. I advise you all to find your workout bag. Shout out to Fit or whatever DC. 
getting crazy in the comments and just, man, getting crazy in the community with the jump ropes, with the general fitness. I need me a, a good jump rope, too. I, I We'll talk about it off air, man. I need a really good jump rope because, like, I, I got to get in my bag. I'm not going to be happy until I can cross that shit up like Mike Tyson, man. You know what I mean? Hey, big shout-outs to my brother Nick in the house, man. Ten clothing, ten bikini going crazy in the streets, running up numbers on the internets. Yo, I'm telling you, man, look, we all got a little piece that we can play, a little place, a little part that we can do. You know what I'm saying? Nobody got to pretend to be fucking uh, Mega Evers or MLK out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we already know, man. Like, yo, your heart is in the right place. That's cool. That's great. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what it is that you do. Don't try to turn over no new fake-ass leaf so that you can look like you're some type of motherfucking scholar-ass activist when you really some bullshit-ass promoting. Stop that shit, alright? And especially stop getting some illegitimate-ass press niggas to fucking back up that bullshit. Because that shit is trash. You know what I'm saying? These niggas take pictures of parties. They don't take pictures of movements. The revolution will not be in your motherfucking blog, nigga. <laughs> that shit. The revolution is not an Instagram picture, dog. It's not a, it's not a swipe left, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Get out here and get it right. And do and do and do it for the real. Do it for the real. We out here and we need we need y'all. People got talents, people got skills, people got resources. We need y'all. I don't want you to stop doing it. I just want you to do it for the real. Do it for the real. Do it for the cause, man. And hey, that's the show for tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? It's 11, man. It's late, dog. I, I know I had things to do. Big little fires everywhere. Everywhere. But yo, shout out to Mar Baby. Check it in. I uptown shit. You know what time it is? Listen, yo, things work out the best for those that make the best of the way things work out. Black Broadway, Core Report. You know what it is. You know what we do. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Once again, big shout out to Big Daddy's Juice. Get you this exotic moss. This is like my new weed habit. It's like I used to spend a lot of money on like really, really designer weed and shit. Now I spend money on like exotic mosses. Exotic mosses, my guys. Let's get it to it. Holla at your boy. Black Broadway, Core Report. We out. Peace.